Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. I uh, want to choose uh, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, probably the whole chapter, maybe, I don't know. And then look at a few other scriptures this morning. Uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking and wanting to, you know, the, when this ministry first started, uh, we were directed by the Lord to preach the uncompromising word of faith. It said the time would come when my people would need it. Well, faith is something a lot of times people put in different perspective, come up with different ideas of what it is and what it isn't. And so naturally I went to the Greek to see what it said about what the word of faith as it's used in the New Testament. And so we're going to look at some of these things. First of all, what is faith? Well, uh, there's some scriptures I want to bring out here where um, in 1 Timothy, the fifth chapter, the 12th verse, that having uh, damnation because they have cast off their faith. So faith is very, very important uh, in keeping us on the proper direction, proper course. Amen. And so, because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. For you must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, 1 Timothy 6, uh, the 12th verse, in fact, is when you, uh, uh, Timothy has a lot to say about faith, or Paul does talking to Timothy. But he said, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Well, for faith to work, it has to have a proper confession, a proper profession, same thing. And uh, it said that we're to fight the good fight of faith. Now, how do you fight the good fight of faith? Well, we're going to see that a lot in the 11th chapter here, but fighting the good fight of faith uh, is just this, hanging on to everything that God says and regardless to let situations or circumstances rob you of what the Word says, believing in the Word. Amen. Uh, another scripture I've got down here, and this also comes from 1 Timothy, uh, the 3rd chapter, the ninth verse, and it says, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. Now, each time where faith is used here, it comes from the exact same root word in the Greek. So, faith, there's a mystery to faith. And if you understand that mystery, you have the victory. Amen. It's like, uh, you know, uh, you hear about the mystery of the Godhead. Well, you've got these people that want to do away with the Godhead and just uh, uh, have what you call Jesus only. Now, I don't understand the Godhead because one thing, it's a mystery. But I know there's the Father, I know there's the Son, and I know there's the Holy Ghost. I know they're three in one, and yet they're three separate. But I know there's only one God. And to try to figure it out, I've seen people put charts up. You know, they've gone someplace and somebody has a chart, and they have it all broken down and what have you. Then you go somewhere else, and they'll have a different chart, and it's completely different. I'm so thankful that God knows who he is. Amen. Because otherwise we'd get confused. Uh, but he's not. Uh, now, looking to what uh, the Word of God says about faith, uh, going to the Hebrew now, it says that uh, faith is this. It's persuasion. Or you are persuaded. If you're persuaded about something, then you're not moved uh, by different, uh, well, how would I use the word, uh, different opinions. You know, because I am persuaded, and I'm not going to be moved, that this is exactly what it is. One thing it is, it's the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen, 
and by it, the elders obtained a good report. Amen. Uh, something else, uh, it's credence. Now, when I give credence to something, uh, what I'm saying is it's absolute truth. It's not open for discussion. Well, praise the Lord. So when I'm operating in true faith, uh, it's not a thing to be discussed. It's settled. Praise the Lord. You all with me? Okay, another thing that it says about it is its truth are the truthfulness of God. When I'm exercising faith, I'm believing in the truthfulness of God. Faith is not just uh, being stubborn about something until I get my way. Well, amen, because that's how a lot of people uh, think, well, I'm going to exercise faith for this, and I'm going to exercise for that faith, and it's going to materialize. Well, that's absolutely true when you're standing on the Word of God and there's a word for it. But just to give, uh, uh, just to, to satisfy your own greed or, or your own appetites, it's not going to be. Because, see, faith is a law that works by the promises of God. Amen. Now, uh, I am uh, believing God. I'm going through a little battle, uh, as is uh, several other people. And I've got scripture for standing on it. Uh, one thing I've been saying a lot lately is, Thank God your word says that by your stripes I am healed. Amen. Now, I couldn't say, well, Lord, I just want you to do this or do that, or I'm believing for this. No, I'm believing that your word is true. Your word is forever settled in heaven. Amen. The word of God cannot return to him void, but it has to accomplish the things that he set it forth to do. Now, it doesn't have to accomplish anything that I say. It's based on what he said. Amen. This is where a lot of people... See, people die every day because they, they say they're exercising faith for something. What they're really standing on is they're operating in religious stubbornness. You know what? It won't produce anything. One thing about faith, there's a peace in faith. And if you're operating on faith, you don't have to go around and tell everybody about it. Because if you're talking about how much faith you have, I wonder if you're not trying to convince yourself. Uh, we had a lady that some of us that have been here for years <coughs> might remember. Rose, she was a real sweetheart. <coughs> but one day she would tell me <coughs> that she had all the faith in the world <coughs> and she dared any devil to ever miss with her. The next day I'd see her, she'd want to know why God doesn't love her anymore. See, so it was all based on emotion, something about faith. Faith is something that is in the spirit, not the head. Amen. Because, see, one thing is, uh, I, I believe this. Uh, faith is something that comes from God to begin with. God has given to every man the measure of faith. Amen. I like that, the measure. Nobody starts out with a lesser amount or a greater amount. They all start out with the same amount. And as they get in and they exercise the word of God and stand on it, then it grows stronger and it produces and it broadens. Amen. But nobody can say, well, God didn't give me as much faith as he did somebody else. No. If you get into the Word and you stand on it. Now, I don't know. I, I, I believe there's been people that's really stood on things and things have turned out different than I thought they would. And one day, God can explain all that to me. But right now, I can't sit around and wonder or worry about it. <coughs> I know whatever happens, 
It's not because God missed the mark. Amen. So praise the Lord. I also know this is appointed on the man once to die and then the judgment. There's a certain time when God says it's time. But I believe a lot of times we check out before God said it's time. Amen. Okay, so faith is uh, trust or the trustworthiness of God. Amen. Uh, faith also is this. It's reliance upon Christ. And I, I like this uh, last thing that it has to say about faith. It's consistency in such profession. It's assurance. If I'm operating in faith, I have assurance in the truthfulness of God. I like that. God cannot lie. He's the son, uh, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? And shall he not do it? Shall he not make it good? Hallelujah. So praise the Lord. Let's look at some people that have operated in certain realms, or have had certain battles, let me put it that way. Now, the 11th chapter, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So if I'm really in the realm of faith, I have what I'm asking for or believing God for before I even see it. It says, whatever you pray, believing you receive, you shall have it. Now I want to stress this again. That's only if you're operating on what thus saith the Lord. Amen. So it is the substance of things hoped for. It is the proof that you have the answer. Well, I can't see it. I can't touch it. I can't taste it. Well, that's all right. You've already got the substance. You just can't taste it. Amen. It is the evidence. This chair, one thing that I'm here is, is some red cloth, and that's the substance of what this is made of. And when I can, now, if this was, say, like over there behind me, I couldn't see it, but it's still there. When I put my hand on it, I have the evidence that it's true. Now, let, let's look here. Now, it says, though through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In other words, God uh, spoke it and it was. It wasn't debatable. God didn't run down to Toys R Us and buy an erector set to build the earth. Amen. He said, be there, and it was there. Hallelujah. So praise God. By faith. Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that it was righteous God testifying of his gifts, and by it uh, he being dead yet speaketh. Amen. Now, let me tell you something about Abel. I don't want to get off on a, 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 a rabbit trail. Now, we know that God was well pleased with Abel's sacrifice, and he wasn't with Cain. We know that Abel's and we know that he gave a lamb, and we know there's no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. But there's something else that a lot of people don't understand. If you go back, and, and you're reading in Genesis, it says that Abel gave of the first fruits. He gave God the first of his lambs. It says Cain gave of his labor. Now, Cain gave something to God, but he didn't give the best off the top. See, that's something... That, uh, that God wants from us. 
Uh, he doesn't want us to give him the leftovers or what's convenient. Abel was blessed not only because uh, of the shedding of the blood and the lamb representing Christ to come, but he gave the first. See, a lot of people uh, in the Old Testament under the sacrifices got in trouble. Why? Because they, uh, if some lamb looked like it was going to die or something, they'd rush and offer it. God doesn't want anything that's sick or polluted or perverted. Well, amen. You all with me? So, anyhow, it says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. Uh, for before this translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. Don't try to exercise faith if you're not trying to please God. Now, um, I'm trying to think of... With, uh, uh, you must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, Enoch pleased God because he was operating in the realm of this. Amen. He was, his desire was to please God. My operating in faith shouldn't be to please myself but to please God. What I'm saying is, Lord, I believe your word, and I'm going to stand on your word regardless. Hallelujah. Remember when Esther went to see the king? She said, if I die, I die. Amen. But I'm going to go see the king. <coughs> Whatever this costs me, God is the source of the solution for the problem. Are you finding a financial battle? <coughs> if you operate on God's principles and you stand fast and you're not wavering, oh, maybe you will, maybe you won't. See, uh, an unstable, a person that's unstable in all his ways, not to think he'll receive anything from God. I mean, you must, uh, you've got to hang in on it, and if God said it, I'm going to stand on it. Though he slay me, yet will I serve him. It's like when the three Hebrew children uh, were thrown in the fiery furnace. Our God is well able to deliver us, but if he don't, hallelujah anyhow, he's still God, and I'm still in the palm of his hand. Well, praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. So we see here that Enoch so pleased God, uh, was so desirous to be a blessing to God that Enoch was no more. Somebody said one time that Enoch had such fellowship with God and he was always walking and communicating with him and, and God just said one day, Enoch, come to my house, don't go back to yours. <laughs> Amen. Wouldn't you like the Lord to say, hey, well, it depends on how you want to interpret that. <laughs> Amen. I, well, praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but without faith, now the sixth verse, but without faith it's impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. You ever heard someone say, oh God, if you're there, <laughs> you need to settle that when you go in there. You see, I get, it says, come boldly onto the throne of grace in time of need that I may obtain mercy. Now, I didn't say, uh, come onto the throne of grace and I'm feeling real bubbly and religious. But when I'm between a rock and a hard place, I can come to God with the assurance that He's going to give me his undivided attention. Amen. Amen. 
because he loves you. Hallelujah. I'm so glad, Lord, even though I've goofed up and I've messed up, and that I can come to you and lay my burdens before you, and you are concerned about me. I like that scripture that says, God is on my side. Hallelujah. And of course, a lot of people, if they have an argument with a the neighbor, they want to claim that. It don't work that way. <laughs> well, you just better get out of my back because God's on my side. <laughs> no. It, what it means is God has wants me to be a winner. Hallelujah. God has called me to excel. Now, excel doesn't mean uh, that I'm having a bigger house than anybody else or a bigger car or more money. It means God wants me to come to the full potential of what he's placed in me to be. And I believe that the biggest majority of us fall short of where God wants to bring us. So without faith it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. You know that God wants to reward us when we come to him? But you've got to come believing he's going to do something that he wants to bless. Hallelujah. This idea, a lot of people get the idea that God saved them so he could find an excuse to throw them out of the kingdom. Well, I saved you so I could spit you out. No. Hallelujah. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, I like that word diligently because it basically means one who's consistent and determined. Diligently. He's pressing in to seek God. Not just uh, what we call a crisis Christian when all of a sudden it looks like the world's falling apart. Oh, God. And then 10 minutes later when things are cleared up, who's God? Uh, or don't bug me. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Well, we'll take another look at another man here by the name of Noah. Noah. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Amen. When God told him to build an ark, now there's a good example of faith. God told him to build an ark because the flood was coming. You know, before that, it never rained. There was a mist that come up from the earth every day. And so here's Noah out in the middle of nowhere building this huge boat. And people come by and say, what are you doing, Noah? I'm, I'm building a boat because it's going to rain. Well, what's rain? I don't know, but buddy, it's coming. Amen. I'm not sure the fellow said it. <coughs> he, could, he said, I could just see all the school kids Walking by crazy old Noah on their way home from school. What's that guy doing? What you doing, Noah? Now, uh, God said his spirit would only strive with man, but 120 years. You know it was 120 years that Noah was building that ark? 120 years uh, of believing what God said when everybody thought he was the neighborhood nut? Hallelujah. And they laughed at him, and then all of a sudden, trickle, trickle, Poor, poor. And then there was a knock on the door. Noah, you got room for us? Not today, buddy. Remember, I'm the crazy old guy. Nah, I don't know about that, but I know when God said it was time and God sealed up the door, that was it. Amen. 
But 120 years, somebody said, how long do I have to stand on the promises of God uh, uh, before I should give up? Well, at least as long as Noah did. When you've waited 120 years and haven't seen the manifestation, give up. Well, praise the Lord. But it's always amazed me uh, how faith, I mean, we, we, don't, we read this story in this couple of paragraphs in the Bible, and we never stop to think of the mind battles that Noah must have went through, especially if he made his kids out there helping him build it. What are you doing this for, Dad? You know everybody in town says you're nuts. Just shut up and bring me another board. Now help me roll that log over here or whatever. Now by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should not, should that he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed, and he went not uh, he went out not knowing where he went. God told him, I'm going to send you out somewhere. Now you go there. He didn't know where he was going. But if God said it, he was going to do it. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Now, amen. Abraham was called the father of faith. By faith he sojourned to a land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac <coughs> and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Amen. Abraham became the father of many nations because he took God at his word. Amen. He went out not knowing. We'll say, well, I'll do it, God, but you prove to me it's going to work out all right. Let me see the end from the beginning. Speak to me and tell me. Just don't tell me to go. Tell me where I'm going and why. If God says go, go. But make sure it's God. <laughs> Amen. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I, I like that. He was looking for a city. Now, we think of, of some metropolis, something built out of brick and mortar, but he was looking for a city. You know what? I can show you that city uh, in, in Revelation uh, 21, the New Jerusalem. He was looking for a people. Amen. He was looking for the firstborn of many brethren that was going to come after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He was looking for the fulfilled promises of God. He wasn't just looking uh, for a wall city or anything like that. He was looking for a people. Well, praise God. He may not have known it, but that's what he was looking for, a city who had foundations whose builder and maker was God. We are lively stones fit together with a chief cornerstone. You all with me? Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. If God said even though she was 90 years old she was going to have a kid, she was going to have one. And that must have been a shock. Can you imagine if your old neighbor in the nursing home all of a sudden announced she was pregnant? <laughs> no. Nah. Someone said, well, you know, Abraham was 100 when God put that gleam back in his eye. I could just hear Sarah, you old rascal. You straighten up. 
Well, praise the Lord. And uh, therefore uh, sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the sea shore uh, numerously. See, and it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but have seen them afar off, and persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. You know, I've known of cases where people have asked God for something and, and didn't see it manifest in their life. I think of old, old Brother Creel. His mother, I don't know how many brothers he had, but she wanted them all saved and all in the ministry. Now, God fulfilled that. Every one of them went in there. Now, she never lived to see J.P. saved or, or go into the ministry. But God brought him in there and he honored that. So she saw that promise afar off. And a lot of times when we're claiming salvation for our loved ones, I tell you, that's, that's when you call those things that be not as though they were. Because you begin to claim someone's salvation, and a lot of times they begin to act worse. God begins to deal with them, and, they, uh, and all that rebellion comes up and goes out. Well, praise the Lord. Now, and you say, well, how can you know how can you claim someone's salvation? First of all, they have free will, right? Well, I know this. You lift someone up to God and he'll deal with them so their will will be his will. Now, how long it takes, I don't know. But anything I ask according to his will, the Bible says, whatever I ask according to his will, he hears me. And if he hears me, then I have the petition that I desire of him. I will that none perish, but all come on to repentance. It's God's will that all come on to repentance. Unfortunately, I don't believe all will, but it's God's will. And so if I stand on that promise, and, and I said stand. See, one thing is I've got to have consistency. I can't believe for someone's salvation, and then because they've robbed a bank, believe it doesn't work. See, God's going to do it in his time, his way, and he knows how to get them there. I may or may not live to see it done. But I can stand with assurance, if, it, if I ask according to God's will, it will be done. But I can't set the time, the way, and how. You know what I'm saying? But this, this is a good, good uh, chapter. So all died in the faith, not have receiving the promises, but seeing them afar off. Hallelujah. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out of, they might have an opportunity to have returned. There is a danger. Never look back. If you're going through a battle and you're pressing in believing God, don't desire to go back where you came from. You remember the children of Israel? Here they, they, uh, they saw the Red Sea part. They seen all these things. Then they go out there and things get a little rough. And right away they start complaining that Moses has led them out into the wilderness to die. Oh, that we were back there. If only, I mean, we may have been slaves, but at least we had leeks and garlic to eat instead of all this heavenly food. <laughs> you know, here God gave them manna and all this. Uh, 
and they didn't appreciate it. When they did get the quail, they, they became gluttons and ate it until it came out their nose and whatever, you know. Uh, but now they desire a better country, that is a heavenly place, where for God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up sacrifice, and he had received the promise, uh, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac thy seed shall be called. Amen. See, here Abraham was willing. He knew God's word. If God said something was going to happen and that Isaac was going to be his uh, heir and through him uh, there was going to be a multitude of people greater than the sands of the sea and the stars of the sky. And yet God said, now you take him up here to Mount Moriah and offer him up to me. But you know, Abraham knew the truth. There was something God, as he was going up the mountain with Isaac and Isaac saw the wood in the box of matches, or whatever he used to start the fire, I don't think it was matches, uh, flint, or whatever. But anyhow, they're going up there. And Isaac asks him a question. He says, where's the sacrifice? Hey, Dad, something's a little strange here. <laughs> you and I and the big knife. But what are we going to offer? But you know what he said? God will provide. And then he said, himself. It was prophetic of something to come in the future. Amen. The one thing about when we're willing to step out, we know we've heard God. God's always going to have a ram in the thicket. Amen. You see, Abraham didn't know what God was going to do, but he knew God had given him a promise. And he knew that promise was in Isaac. And somewhere, he just knew that if he trusts God, it was going to work out good. Amen. You ever got a promise from God and it looked like uh, it just couldn't be because all of a sudden everything looked just the opposite? And you begin, see, you begin to dwell on why it couldn't be and you'll cause it to fall. If God said it's going to be, it's going to be. Amen. I think of some of the weird things I've seen in my life. This is way, way back right after I got saved and uh, I had an old... Well, it wasn't old at that time. Uh, but it was a 63 Chevy Impala. And now Terry will know this self that this is impossible. I was starting it up one day and it went boom. And the distributor cap broke. Busted. So this friend of mine, who was really a religious nut, I thought, he said, let's just tape it together and put it back on and pray over it and drive to the auto parts store. <laughs> Have you ever had a scratch on the inside of a distributor and tried to start a car? It won't start. We take that. Old Paul laid his hands on it and prayed over it. The thing skipped and popped a little bit and started, and we drove uh, to Shuck's Auto Parts. Went in there. I told him I needed a distributor cap. I told the guy that I drove it down there. I showed him the broken one. He gave me one of these. <laughs> and like, don't stand too close to me. But if I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't believe it. Now, somewhere, Paul had to believe that God was going to let that car start with that. It sure wasn't my faith that I thought anybody who was that stupid had humor. <laughs> and it worked. 
let me just read a few more here. It says, Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, and from hence also he received him a figure. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was uh, dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and, and uh, worshipped, uh, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. He said, now you're going to go back to the promised land, and when you go, take my bones with you. Amen. Because God had let him know, and he believed God without any natural proof. Amen. Well, they may swear that, but I got God's word says they're not. <laughs> Amen. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Amen. You may be rebelling to God, and you may be operating on your own, and things may work for a while, but it's only going to be a season. Amen. Hallelujah. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, great, uh, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea, and by dry land, which the Egyptians, assessing to do, were drowned. Uh, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the whorlet Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And we could go on and on and on. Uh, it said women received their uh, dead raised to life again and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Amen. They had God's word of what was coming down the line. So what I might be going through now is not going to cause me to sell out my testimony. I like it. If I perish, I perish, but I'm going to see the king. Hallelujah. I'm going to press in there regardless of the cost. Amen. Well, what if, it, what if you do this and it doesn't work out? What if I do and it does? Hallelujah. I've lost nothing. Amen. It's like an atheist that said, what if all the stuff you're believing for, it doesn't happen? Well, what if it does? I mean, if it doesn't, I've lost nothing. But if it's true, you've lost everything. Hallelujah. The fool has said in his heart, every time I hear the ACLU say something, I think of this. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That also can be interpreted as the fool has said in his heart, no to God. Amen. So praise the Lord. Well, I tell you, I'm excited about the promises of God. And like we've always said, big battles bring big victories. To him that overcometh. Hallelujah. I heard a fellow preach one time, and it sounded good, but it wasn't true. He said, we don't have to overcome. Jesus overcame for us. Well, I don't have to overcome hell, death, and the grave, but I do have to overcome opposition such as doubt and the things that the enemy would throw up. 
He that endureth to the end shall be saved. I don't care how you start out. That's not important. What is important, how do you end up? Amen. A lot have started good and ended up shipwrecked. I know people that started in the ministry around the same time I did, and half of them aren't even serving God anymore. Why? They, they say that, I forget, but it's a large percentage of people that go into the ministry, especially the pastor, that don't stay. Somehow they have an idea, you just stand up here and preach. And people listen to you. That, so they, they give it a shot. And they find out there's a lot of pressing in, a lot of believing, a lot of fighting with discouragement. Amen. One of the best testimonies I ever heard of a person who really seen the promises of God uh, was a fellow that was told to go to Los Angeles and start a church. And so he, he went to Los Angeles, and uh, the Lord told him uh, to rent this old movie theater and start a church. So he did, and he was working, paying all the bills himself, and uh, he would hold church services. The only thing is nobody was coming. He said he'd come there, he'd look out there, and he wanted to get discouraged. He said, no, if I, I'm going to preach if nobody else to myself. So he'd have a song service, he'd have a testimony service, and he'd preach. I don't know if he took up offering or not, I didn't say. But anyhow, he did this, and did this, and did this, and couple months went by, just him. And they said, one night, a little old lady came in. You know, big crowd, he got a little excited. And then the next week, she brought a friend, and a few more people come. Pretty soon, the place was full. But it was, I don't remember if it was two or three months before anybody ever came. Now, that's believing God. About the second, third week, I'd have probably thrown in the towel. I said, well, that deceiving spirit sure lied to me. But see, something about faith, it knows because it's something that's in here, not here. If you're fighting the battle up here, I'll tell you right now, it's not faith. Faith has rest. Faith has a sense of assurance. And faith isn't changing its mind all the time. Amen. Because faith has consistency. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more and may God bless you.